One of my favorite things about this time of the year has always been Christmas movies. I love movies in general, but when I sit down at the beginning of December and watch Elf and Home Alone and The Christmas Story, I start to get in the Christmas spirit. And while I love these modern day movies, it just wouldn't be the same without some of those old animated movies and TV specials like Charlie Brown Christmas and The Grinch. See, these movies run every single year, and when I think about the ones that mean the most to me, I realize that they have these deep theological meanings that really emphasize messages of Christmas and the Advent season. Themes that we celebrate as we prepare ourselves for the coming of Jesus. And what makes some of these movies so special is the music that we hear in them. When we hear a, a song like this, I start to think of Home Alone. And when I hear a song like this, I think Charlie Brown Christmas. And when I hear a song like this, I think of The Grinch. There's so many versions of the Grinch movie, I've lost count. And I see that a virtual musical version of the Grinch will air on NBC on December 9th, and I'm excited to watch that. But I remember a time when we didn't have all the streaming services that we have now, and I had to wait to a certain time on a certain day to see my favorite movies on TV. And they would come on just once a year and that made it so exciting for me. And I remember sitting there and seeing that special logo that will fill the screen. And this music would come on and my heart would start pumping and I start to get excited. And then this voice would come over and say, our regularly scheduled program will not be seen today so we can bring you this holiday special. And then the title of the movie would fill the screen. And then the Who's would come on right at the very beginning, singing their familiar song. And right there is when I knew my year-long wait was over. And then the voice of Bo Boris Karloff would come on as a narrative would begin. Every Who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Now please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve hating the Who's. Staring down from his cave with a sour grinchy frown at the warm lighted windows below in their town. Now, 
You're probably familiar with this story. It stars this green Grinch who plans to steal Christmas from the Who's. So what he does is he sews himself a Santa suit and sneaks into Whoville on Christmas Eve. He goes into every single home while they are asleep and he begins to fill his bag with all their Who Christmas decorations, their food, their presents. He, he stuffs them all in one by one by one and then up the chimney the bag goes and it lands on a sleigh pulled by his little dog Max who is disguised as a reindeer. And at one point, he is surprised by a little girl who woke up from the sounds of his work and comes out to see what is happening. And she sees him in this Santa suit that he made, and she thinks he's Santa Claus. And she asks, why are you stealing my tree? And he tells her that he's not stealing it. He's taking it to the North Pole because a light won't work on one side. I'll fix it up there and bring it back here, he says. And that's not the worst of it. After he cleans out every single living room, he empties every single refrigerator, he steals every bit of the Who's Christmas stuff. He takes it all to the top of Mount Crumpet to dump it. But before he does, he waits. He waits to hear the sounds of grief as the Who's wake up Christmas morning. He waits to hear their weeping and wailing. He expects it to start in the, in the town below and it would come up to the mountain and he would hear it with joy. As the town wakes up and realizes that Christmas is not coming. He stands there at the top of Mount Crumpet as the first Christmas light breaks over the horizon. But he is stunned because the Who's come together in the town square. They hold hands and they start singing Christmas joy. What he has done has not stopped Christmas from coming. It somehow came anyway. And the Grinch with his Grinch feet in ice-cold snow, stood puzzling and puzzling how it could be so. It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages or boxes or bags. He puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. In that moment, the Grinch is transformed. He is changed, and he decides not to dump the Who's Christmas stuff off of Mount Crumpet. He then gets in his sled with this change of heart. As his heart grows, he, he goes back down into the town and gives back all the things that he had stolen the night before. 
Instead of showing anger towards the Grinch, the Who's welcome him in and allow him to sit at the table with them and share in their celebration. The story that tells us the Grinch finally understood the true meaning of Christmas. The Grinch itself has many lessons within this story. One of the ones I notice is that in Advent, we are given this good news. And this good news is for everyone to hear. And it comes beginning with John the Baptist, as his father Zacharias declares at the beginning of John's life. He says, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins, by the tender mercy of our God. The dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. At the beginning of John the Baptist's life, this is declared over him. And now we hear this has come to fruition, that the promised Christ child for whom we prepare is the promise of salvation. And we, like the Grinch, have moments when our hearts are too small. When we say things or do things that don't line up with our values or, or how we want to act and behave in our lives. But also like the Grinch, we experience a transformation. We have moments when we find love and acceptance and grace and forgiveness. Even when we feel like we are the Grinch and the song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, may be talking about us when we hear, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You are charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. That may be us from time to time. You know, what happens with the Grinch is his sole intention was to steal everything that associated the Who's Christmas joy. And he was going to throw it off the highest mountain he could find. He doesn't want the stuff that he stole. He only wants to see the Who's suffer. The Grinch is driven by one desire to steal Christmas joy from others and to cause them pain. What are the times in your life when you have caused someone else pain? What are the times in your life when you have had a change of heart? You see, when the Grinch has this change of heart, he is forgiven, he is embraced, he is redeemed. The Grinch did not redeem himself, but it was the community that brought him in. It was the community that forgave him. And when we experience transformation, we are also brought into the community of God. Because it is God who breaks into the world 
through Jesus Christ. And Jesus' life, ministry, death, and resurrection shows us that we are forgiven and we are loved. And as the Grinch watches the morning lights come and fill the sky around him, we see how Zechariah's words are embodied. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn on high will break upon us to give us light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the ways of peace. The Grinch sees the light coming over the horizon, and he sees the Who's down in Whoville singing and embracing the Christmas joy that is found in just being with one another. And instantly the Grinch is transformed, and we see him as he returns the things that he has taken. And it is in that moment that I am reminded of the power that of Christ when God breaks into our lives and to change us, to redeem us, to turn us away from our sins as we slide down the mountain into the grace of God. The final act of the Grinch's redemption and reconciliation is when he is with the people in Whoville. At the beginning of the story, he is physically separated from them. He is at the top of the mountain, and they are in the valley below. There is distance in a physical way, but now that is closed because he is welcomed at the table where he himself carves the roast. The story begins with alienation and separation, and it ends in fellowship and reconciliation. And that is our story, too. Yes, we are meant to see ourselves in some ways as the Grinch, selfish, slightly broken. And we are meant to commiserate with the plot to destroy the Christmas season. But in the end, we are also meant to see ourselves as the ones who are transformed, who are changed by the deep, abiding love of God, most perfectly expressed in the life of Jesus Christ, whose birth we celebrate this time of the year. We see ourselves, the table with God, as we have been redeemed, as we have been reconciled, to God and to one another. And we too are set free from our sins and we too are given a new life. You are a mean one, Mr. Grinch, but you are also loved by God. Amen.